Oh, hi. Hello. Where have you been all day? Listen, do you know how many leaves we have in our lawn? I've been raking all day. Oh. One could say I should have just left them alone. No, nobody should <laughs> say that. Yeah. <laughs> Greetings and salutations, podcast listeners. Hi, diddly ho. <laughs> Welcome to another gear tastical uh, episode of Gear Related, a peek under the hood of the automotive repair industry. We are your hosts, Ben and Heather. So, welcome. Uh, I hope that uh, you're all right with me starting with a little uh, follow up. You better. Because we had a, a great um, response to. Uh, one of our previous podcasts. Okay. Do you remember when we Do talked? To, yeah, we talked about rust protection. Y'all, so important right now. Now, almost. The, yeah, there were uh, there were four ways to do this. We talked that we talked about one of them being this electrical device that did something. We didn't really elaborate Magical. too much on this. Yeah, it was the magic. And, and I had said something to the effect of the jury was still out on this. And Ron J of Pittsburgh has brought it to our attention. The jury is definitely out on this one. So we'd uh, like to thank Ron. So like, wait, the jury says guilty? Well, okay. Put so him in jail? <laughs> this or is, we're just never coming back? This is probably my fault for not researching this at all. Because I've seen these on cars before. And I just like, okay, that looks like a gimmick. But not, I don't know much about it. But I didn't do my due diligence. I apologize for that. So Ron brought it to my attention. Well, you just didn't dig super deep into it. Right. So now let's be honest, people, this isn't a two hour podcast. Thank goodness. (laughs) You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, Now that I know a little bit more about this, I can give you the skinny on what is called. This is not just this is the they call them the rust beater, the rust eater or whatever. Uh, This small electrical device. Yeah. It is called cathodic protection. And for you, you and the uh, those of you that are in the maybe marine field or Chemistry. oil pipeline, yeah, I don't have a degree in electrical, chemical engineering or anything remotely close to that. So this is a, this was a really difficult process for me to understand. They have big brains. Yeah, but cathodic protection basically what it does is it provides an electrical pulse through the metal of an object. Most cases, like a boat. Oh. Now, there's the cathode and the anode, and there's all these other big words that are really oh. hard to, to understand. I'm going to try to make this as simple as, as possible. But basically, what they're looking to do is provide a sacrificial metal. So, like, think of these big ships. They put another metal on the ship that is designed to corrode, as opposed to the, the ship's hull. But in order to complete the circuit, you need the water around the ship. The salt water. Any kind of water, because okay. water is very conductive, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, okay. even when We're you drop the, the drop the toaster okay. in the bathtub. And, Don't do that, guys. <laughs> and the guy gets, you know, electrocuted. Yeah, it's a similar process, I guess. But if you think about it, your car is driving around. You're not submerged in water. So the only way to get this to work would be to drive your car underwater and then maybe it wouldn't rust because you have that little electrical device. Also, you wouldn't be able to drive it anymore, but so it wouldn't be rusty. The Amphibicar. The, oh, yeah, the Amphibicar. The Amphibicar, I think this a little electrical device would work on. So if you own an Amphibicar, 
This is this for is you. a device for or you. Or a boat. <laughs> Um, according to the corrosiondoctors.org, they talk a lot about, about how the circuit uh, has to be complete, but they also mention that there are a couple of uh, cease and desist or, or, or stop <laughs> orders in <laughs> both Canada and the United States that said, stop selling this product. It does not work. Your car is not going to be underwater. The only other way to go to get it to work is to attach all of these sacrificial metals all over the car, which you're not going to do. You're going to ruin the paint and all kinds of stuff. So there you have it. Thanks, Ron, for reaching out to us. Cathodic protection does not work on cars, so do not buy these electronic devices. The more you know. Do, 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 do. Do, do. Shooting star. Ooh. Aw. I'm so smart now. But I guess that's not the only thing we're going to talk about today. No. No. So I'm, I don't know if you've heard that there's this uh, virus, this coronavirus around. Yeah, I heard that through the pandemic. grapevine, I think. Yeah. I know we're all probably so freaking sick of talking about COVID because I know I am at work all day, every day. Yeah, you deal with it more than most of us. So I'm, I'm surprised you even brought it up. <laughs> I did because it's kind of interesting. Humans are pretty cool. When we get backed into a corner, as we sort of are right now, people start to get real creative and innovative. So I kind of wanted to talk about some responses that both the automotive industry and just just other you know companies have sort of come up with to help us deal with the COVID-19 you virus. Know, I'm, I'm really interested in this subject because at the shop at Shown Auto, of course, um, we've been the, the only things that, that we've been doing is that, that we know of is, of course, when we get in the customer's car, we wear a mask. We wear gloves or we sanitize our hands right before getting into said car. Uh, and when we're all done, we can wipe it down with you the, sanitize the yeah, car. You san- yeah, but but the, obviously there there must be more that the automotive industry can offer us, right? There's a lot more. Cool. So the thing that I thought was interesting about this is obviously our fear of exposure to this virus is what's driving all of this, right? And so it's really decreased the use of public transport for a lot of people because who wants to get on a bus or a train or yeah. whatever? They're like driving petri dishes, right? Right. I mean, it can be scary if you're worried about that. Um, So that type of thing has gone down. Ride sharing, like Uber and Lyft and that type of thing has gone down. So there's a lot of companies that are really interested in how to make these types of transport more safe for people. I think it's really interesting, too, since Uber has um, lost a lot of business from the ride sharing part of things they started this whole thing called move what matters so they're like bringing medications and supplies and different things like that instead of moving people so i thought that was cool see smart gotta do something you gotta adapt that's right gotta keep that business afloat right so now our personal cars are Definitely an important and very low risk kind of transportation option. Sure, because the only people that are getting in them are going to be you or your family, right? Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. I mean, theoretically, the risk can go way up because you can't be six feet away from people in a right. car. And this doesn't help for, uh, like you're saying, the, the Uber, taxis, you know, mm-hmm. people people that are constantly going to have somebody new inside their car. Right. And that air is just being circulated around, kind of a mess. Um, And then also, you know, let's say you decide instead of taking an airplane or the train to like New York City from here, 
you drive, which is great, except for you got to stop for bathroom breaks, food, gas, that type of thing. So that's going to increase your risk too. And the Corn Palace. You have to go to the Corn Palace. You're going to stop at the Corn Palace while you're on your road trip. I'm sure you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Research that if you don't know it. I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> Perfect. I wish you would. So we started looking at some of these, these ways that we can make cars safer during this pandemic and beyond, because I think this is going to change everything that we're doing. One of the things uh, that one of the ways to make them safer is just cabin disinfection, right? Mm -hmm. Cool. There's lots and lots of ways to do that. You've got your UV lights. Yeah. Antimicrobial like materials. um, Cabin climate control. We'll go into all of these a little bit. And then I love this. There's like fogging systems. So like, I just think of like bug bomb. Yes, I've actually <laughs> seen these, uh, the advertised, um, they're, they're like little spray cans. Like you, you've mm-hmm. seen these aerosol spray yeah. cans that painters use. There's a use. bunch of different kinds. It of fogs the whole cabin of the car, but yeah. it's crazy. It's nuts, right? So, so let's start with the UV lights. Um, UV lights are pretty cool. I mean, they, there's a ton of research. They're used in hospitals because they absolutely can take care of viruses, bacteria, things like that. The problem is the types of UV that actually work, UVA and UVB, they don't really do anything. Okay. UVA is like what comes down to the earth just from the sun naturally. So UVC is where it's at because they're the shorter, more intense kind of waveforms, right? Okay. So they're really, really dangerous for human skin. Like you don't want to be exposed <laughs> so, to that. So you're saying you shouldn't be in the car when you turn your UVC lights exactly. on. Exactly. So it's super, super dangerous. You so know, that, that only use it when no one's in the car. And a lot of these systems detect if a person is in the car. Oh, so okay. That's good. So a couple of groups that are working on this is uh, the Hyundai group and uh, Jaguar Land Rover actually started this before this pandemic even was a thought. No kidding. So kind of cool. I mean, because we're all germaphobes probably in the world now. I mean, you you own a phone soap. I do. do. (laughs) That's a UV. That's got to be a UVC. It is. And and it 10 minutes. So that's the other thing. So there's so many moving parts to this. So first of all, you have to have the right dose which is generally accepted as over 222 nanometers of UVC, okay? Then there's the question of time. So I see all these little handheld devices that you can like waft over the, whatever the pin pad at the grocery store, you know? Uh You gotta do it for like 10, 15 minutes. Who's gonna hold up that line? Nobody. Yeah, if you have one of these handheld devices and you're trying to um, disinfect something, you basically need to give it a longer exposure. Right, it needs to be. And it's really, really hard. So the other problem is that like dust, and different things can block that. So if you have a couple of, you know, if you have a nice fine layer of dust on your car, not that any of us ever has that. <laughs> you hear it, people? Clean your cars. It's not going to work. It's <laughs> not going to get down to that that layer there. Um, you can, oh, it's, and the problem with a lot of these things is that some of these lamps actually emit ozone, which is not great for your lungs. You don't want to breathe that in. Um, what else? Oh, yeah. Uh, UV lights. So if you've ever had something that just gets exposed to the sunlight over and over and over again, it can degrade the materials. So like, I'm thinking about like, your outdoor seat cushions used to be a nice bright red, and now it's kind of faded. 
Yeah, do you, I've seen a lot of cracked dashes. You mean right. like in those uh, um, states that get a lot of sun, like Arizona, New Mexico, oh, California? Yep. You they 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 sell those dash covers. You see dash covers. I know that's on, what I had yeah, on all when these I came cars. Over to New York. Yeah, here in New York, you don't need dash covers because you don't get much. much sun. It's true. So. There's a lot of devices, like, I mean, literally just Google UV light, handheld or whatever you want to do. There's a ton of them out there. And some of them are, you know, I mean, the the price range varies. And it all sounds really great. You're going to grab one of those and you're going to save your life with your UV light. Except for the problem is, obviously... None of these are regulated. There's very little quality control on them. Oh, that's good. So you could sit out there in your car for two hours, wafting your thing over every little surface, and you don't even know if it works. <laughs> and that's the scary part for me, because I, I would rather just assume my car's dirty than think it's clean and it's not. Sure. You know? So I guess you the handheld ones, I don't know, I would say... Leave it to the professionals. Leave it to the actual, you know, car. Leave it to me. No, not you. Definitely (laughs) not you. Um, Leave it to the actual automotive, you know, makers, the manufacturers, because they're going to make sure that whatever they use has the appropriate dosage. Are doing the proper research. Right. And they're going to know the square footage of the car, where it needs to go, blah, blah. So UV lights, that's one. If anything, you've definitely made the case. Uh, for why we should all have black light posters in our cars. That's why I made that case. <laughs> I don't think I did that. <laughs> I don't think I did that. I, as a matter of fact, I think they should, uh, like any UV light you buy should come with a black light poster because if it's not killing the coronavirus, at least you can enjoy, you know, the glowing red dragon or something like that. I'm going to move on. Okay. So the next thing we kind of talk about, and this one is is pretty standard. At least it really, really is standard in my industry. Um, antimicrobial material. So you've got the, the micro ban is one of them. There's just a ton of companies that actually put these kind of antimicrobial uh, surfaces onto like plastic and glass and different things like that. Yeah, I just actually heard that uh, um, Corning, they came out with uh, some paint, I guess. It's an antimicrobial paint. So like when you paint your walls, it kills the coronavirus, I guess. It does. And you get to paint your walls like every other day. Just kidding. Not that often, really. But that would be fun. But I mean, that's of course not going to work on the interior of your car. It's not Don't work. paint your seat cushions, Mm-mm. please. So Fiat Chrysler and Ford—they're both working on this kind of a thing for your car seats, your dash, door handles, all of that. It's really cool, and the glass. So like, even the inside of your windows. Cool. It is cool. This is the one I really like, and I think you'll like it too. The um, cabin climate control. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so this is the one that um, Ford kind of developed the software. That's what's so easy about it is it's just software. It's just a thing. You get out of the car and it cranks up your heat. So they developed this for the police, let's see, police interceptor utility vehicles. For those of you who know what that car is, it's probably because you're a criminal. (gasps) <gasps> or, or a police officer. Or a police officer, yeah. <laughs> or you work at Ford. <laughs> so uh, I guess our generalization's right, well. not working out for you, buddy. <laughs> so the the police officer, everybody gets out of the car, hopefully the criminal as well. 
because that would just be mean. And it it will crank up the heat to 133 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay. And now, the it, engine needs to be running for this, I would assume, to get the heat up that yes, high. Yes, yes. Okay. And so, it, so it's 133 degrees Fahrenheit for 15 minutes, and that will decrease the viral concentration by over 99%. 99%. That's mm-hmm. that's pretty high. And if you think about it, heat's going to get into every nook and cranny of your car. Sure. So everything is treated. That's actually really cool. And what is also cool is that uh, they've got a special like pattern that the hazards and the taillights all flash while it's doing that. So you know to not jump in the car. Unless you're it, really cold. Unless you're so cold. <laughs> you just need some heat. And then it does a different pattern when it's cooled off enough and is safe to go back in. So do you know how long this process takes? I'm 15 okay. minutes. 15 minutes. That's how long That's it needs to be That's not bad at all. To 133. I don't know how long it takes to crank it up to that level, but it needs to be at 133 for 15 minutes to That's it. not bad at all. Mm-mm. And it's just heat. It's not like it's the AC, so it's not going to you know, use a ton of fuel right right i mean the ac compressor is not going to be running unless you have it on defrost mode or something like that which i imagine it wouldn't be right so yeah even still you're talking about 15 minutes i mean you're not burning a lot of fuel in 15 minutes well and whatever the time it takes to crank up maybe five minutes who knows i don't know that seems like a very simple and effective way so to kill some viruses because you know that's not going to kill just the coronavirus that's going to kill it well it's going to kill bacteria anything that can't live in that temperature right way to go forward i know really cool so i'm waiting for them to think about rolling it out and they're probably already talking about that if there's anybody in ford who's (laughs) listening to this podcast please feel free to sponsor us or we're just going to start talking smack about your brand done (laughs) done So the fogging system, that's, you know, pretty easy to kind of imagine. You talked about the little spray gun. You yeah. Talked about, so it, it will spray like hydrogen peroxide, which is a really good antiviral kind of thing. My um, concern is like the effect it has on the materials in well, your right. car. And there's other disinfectants that you can use. I don't think you want to Lysol out your car all the time. Right. You would have to definitely, I think that one needs a little bit more love to see what it would actually do because one thing that i've noticed um we have uh some nice wood tables wood grain tables in our waiting room that we we disinfect on a daily basis right Um, several times a day yes uh and one thing i've noticed is that the uh disinfectant that we use is really hard on the finish oh yeah so it's it's like we're <laughs> by the time the coronavirus or the pandemic is over, we're gonna have to throw these tables out. They've oh, yeah, been they're cleaned done. so many times. Yeah, but, they're done. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, that's one of my concerns about spraying this uh, stuff in people's cars is like how well the materials, like the leather and the mm-hmm. fabrics, how well. Well, it's just hold like when you use stuff. your Lysol wipes, you need to probably clean it back off with like a leather conditioner or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like basically you got to clean your car twice. Yeah. Well, you know what. Better clean it twice than start coughing. Clean it twice, it'll be nice. So let's move on. So that was all the disinfection. So now we can talk about cabin air purification. All right. So that's pretty easy, like a HEPA filter. I think a lot of us have those if you have horrible allergies like I do to everything except for cats and dogs. Um, So you get, you know, some different filters, different purifiers. Um, yeah, because right now the, the majority of cars that have the filters in them. They're just pollen filters. Right. It's just These to are get not... the, the, big, the big molecular pollutants right. out. Um, yeah. So I imagine that I wonder 
if we're going to start seeing these from manufacturers instead of just your average oh, absolutely. cabin air filter or pollen filter. It's going to be... some. Okay. So Tesla's bioweapon bio defense mode oh my God. in their Model X, <laughs> they claim that their HEPA filter system decreases most pollutants, bacteria, and viruses. So that's pretty... Good. That's their thing. And China has a company called uh, Geely Motors. And they are putting uh, an intelligent air purification system in all of their production vehicles. And they say that this is efficiency. The efficiency of this system is similar to an N95 respiratory system. That's That's pretty pretty good. good. Yeah. 95% of all particles. Yeah. Wait, wait, I, I, want, I want you to say what, what Tesla's call their, what is it, the bio-warfare? Bio-weapon <laughs> defense mode. Bio-weapon defense mode. Mm-hmm. Listen, the drama is what's important here. <laughs> so, you, again, you can go online and find yourself a lovely little HEPA filter. There's a bunch of them that will plug into your cigarette lighter. You can mount them in different places. There's a lot of great ones. Um, but if you want a really good one, you're going to prepare to spend some money, like over 100 buckaroos. And the problem with the HEPA filters is that you actually have to change the filter out. You can't just like clean it right, off yeah, really because it's, it's catching the stuff. Well, even the pollen filters in cars, the uh, manufacturers want you to change those out every 15,000 miles. And I can, bet you can guess how many people adhere to that. I'm sure. I know. It's bad. Like none. Like none. <laughs> even, even I'm bad about it. So the other thing you can do is like, an ionic air purifier that sends out these negative ions, attaches to the particle, and then they fall down to the ground. But that so will heavy. not prevent rust. No, it won't. So you then have to clean your car more often. And a lot of the ionic ones are banned in California. Because of what? Cancer, I'm assuming? Because they may emit ozone. So can't have it. Those poor lungs. Again. There's a lot of things you can't have in California. I know. California. At least they get sun, though. They do get the sun. They get the sun. So other things that are, I mean, these are some of the things that we really kind of take for granted already. You have these sort of um, connected car functionalities. So it's the contactless services, you know, like Apple Pay and the yeah. order online, the drive through pickup. You can do that for like your groceries and your beer places like everywhere and just pay online. You don't even have to talk to anybody. They just <laughs> pop it in your trunk. So that's kind of cool. Uh, lots and lots of self-driving cars, right? Several companies for that. A lot of them are delivering, you know your food and you got a little robot that can deliver your medications and things like that. So we're going to have a drone for everything. Yeah. And then I was, I was just thinking about like, so yeah, so you could certainly just wipe your car down with a antiviral, whatever you got, and then make sure you condition the material again. Not great for your, um, cloth kind of seats and things like that. Um, but all of those are pretty easy, pretty simple. You can even get a little built-in hand sanitizer dispenser. So when you get in your car, you just boop, boop. And oh, you come can, on. Yeah, pretty cool. I'm telling you. Well, that's pretty, that, that's pretty nifty. Yeah, so it's all coming. It's coming. It'll probably, you know, who knows? 
if we had to make a prediction, how many years do you think it would be before this stuff is all standard? I guess it depends on how much it costs to. You, you know, get it I going. don't. Uh, given the current climate, I don't think it'll take that long. Yeah, I really don't. Pretty soon we'll all be driving bio weapon warfare modes. I'm never going to get him to stop talking about that. That's what I got. So now we can all feel a little bit happier knowing the cool stuff we could do for our car. Yeah, that's some great information. Heather, we thank you. (laughs) We salute you. Thank you. So as always, let us know what you think of our little podcast here. Mm -hmm. Thanks again to Ron for giving us some information. Oh, yeah. And if you'd like to give us some information on our stuff that we've missed or correct us, please feel free to do that. If you have ideas, what you want to hear. Yes. This is your podcast, people. This is your (laughs) podcast. So you know where to find us. You got us at the Twitter, at Sean Auto. That's S-C-H-O-E-N. You can always uh, email us through the website, contact at SeanAuto.com. You could send up a bat signal. You could send up the bat signal. That's true. Yes. Uh, And, of course, you can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, that stuff. Hit us up. Do it. Thanks, guys. Yeah. And? Have have a good week. Yeah. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And turn your heat up. Bye.